I V M. Okay, welcome to Cyrus Rewinds with me, Cyrus Brocha. At least that's what it says on the Aadhaar card as of now. I'm currently time traveling and taking you back into the past to revisit some of the entertaining podcasts we've done over the years, folks. These are going to be better than cricket highlights, so just trust me. Ready? Here we go. Yes, very excited here on uh, Cyrus says. I'm always very excited, but those are reasons, uh, hormonal balance reasons, which I won't get into. But today I've got a great guest, really good one, big num, big name, big fish, one of the greats of our gender, a uh, living legend, and uh, someone who I've drunk once or twice with, so I can almost call him a friend. Uh, the one and only Kabir Bedi is joining us. Kabir, automatically Hi, and magically. There you go. Wow. How lovely to be talking to you and seeing you in this uh, new avatar of yours as a. Uh, podcast as well you know i'm such a huge fan of the show that you and kunal do on uh, on on television oh, this it's is just it's 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 a world class show it's a world class show oops this has gone the wrong way i was going to praise you for 15 minutes i had my whole speech <laughs> ready you caught me on the back foot with a you know, i don't know what to say i have to defend myself i wish you'd be more sarcastic instead yeah um, yeah i mean well, maybe you are because you you, you got that with sarcasm so it's hard to deal with real praise but let me say you know i think your 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 the week that wasn't is really a world class show and i salute you guys for what you do wow thanks a lot kabir that it takes a grown man and a very powerful and brave human being to say that thank you thank you we are hoping to be on the pegasus list uh, as soon as possible we can't wait crossing <laughs> our fingers uh, that that'll give us that position that we've come you know somewhere in our life but let me quickly introduce uh, you yourself i have a young producer called silvery uh, well, his real name is antariksh and he's a uh, upcoming comedian himself and he produces the show but he's in you know he's like 28 years old and of course he knows who you are but i had to explain to him that your voice is one of the great voices that india the world has ever heard because growing up kabir bethi's voice is something that if you heard it you have to know it's him i can only think of yeah. uh, the other famous actor from the same period amitabh bachchan as the two big voices growing up which are so distinctly different from anybody else's and the most masculine sound that i've heard in the business so i wanted him to just hear you and you came on and just off off camera uh, offline and you sort of spoke for a couple of seconds and i think he understood what i meant and uh, i mean, i think that yeah. that talent nobody talks about yeah it's a gift to us blessed with and i've sort of developed it over the years and that's why i'm yeah. blessed that people call me for commercials documentaries um, sonil lumia has all kinds of things my voice has certainly helped me i thank the lord i thank my parents i thank all those who blessed me with this gift because it is sure come in handy No, I, I, for me, I think God is really the ultimate comedian. You hear people like, uh, say, a Sachin Tendulkar or a Mike Tyson. You know, two of the great sportsmen of their generation, etc. With, with very light voices, which don't match the macho image of those characters on the field or in the boxing ring. And, and uh, not to say that yours is the opposite, of course not. But I'm just saying, it's it's almost like a forgotten art. The, the you know the the human voice, and especially this baritone, this male sort of burr. that very few people seem to have anymore <laughs> and uh, just just to remind yeah. people that it's still there because i can't think of any modern day actor in hindi cinema and i can't even think actually off the top of my head in hollywood either uh, with a really deep sonorous sort of you know which just gets you with one word kabir now the actors with, with, with good voices and uh, and then they use it too i can just say i'm very grateful for mine 
yeah all right i i won't i won't uh, push this uh, uh, any further but i'll just i'll just say this one it's thing one, it's one of those things yeah if you say yeah i got a great voice man i'm the best in the country you're an arrogant fellow arrogant you're right. come on you arrogant i mean so, you know so, you've, got, so. you've got this deep you voice know, I, I appreciate it. I thank it. I, I revel in it. I love it. But I'm not going to go over the top and fall into the. I think why, why I'm going there. It's like it's like you know how they say that some people get all the genetic gifts. I mean, you're a great-looking man, a great voice, good physique. You know, acting talent, chops, right place, right time. Maybe also in terms of career. We'll go into all that in a second. So it's it's almost like everything was you know given to you. As against somebody else, I won't take names. There are some actors mm. who are horrible to look at, and really should be on radio. And then they have terrible voices <laughs> on top of that. And some of them have scanty talent as well. So you know, just looking at it from that point of view, it's like you got the basket. You know, you got everything put together. Well, uh, okay, yeah, don't, yeah, obviously, yeah, don't answer yeah. that. that that's yeah, a horrible thing to those, answer. Yes, uh, again, one of those trick questions. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, say, yeah, yeah, I'm the best. It's, it's your argument. If you say no, you're. I was just lying. trying to make a point with young Silvery because his generation mm. perhaps is not enjoyed as much Kabir Bedi as mine has. So I was trying to explain right. to him that first and foremost, it's his voice, which is something which you know you which just stands out. Then we'll go into the yeah. body of work, which is immense and huge. You should have got all the. Where's the government? Let's call them right now. Have you got the Padma Bhushan, Padma Vibhushan? Have you no, been given I'm things? Not. Why haven't you got things? Your body of I work mean, is like. I, listen, Cyrus, I have been knighted by the Italian Republic. Uh, <laughs> I am a, a cavaliere, which so you... is the highest civilian honor a country can give anybody. So, that's true. Um, if they give me honors here, I'll gladly accept them. But it's not something so that I'm open this deprived program. of honors. I've had one enough awards in my life. So, if the Italians run our country, then you'll get the honors immediately. So, in a sense, if uh, oh, okay, fortunately, it fortunately here, that's yeah. not likely to happen. So, um, <laughs> I'll wait for my turn. Yeah. All right. Let's quickly introduce uh, the the stuff that you've done before we go into the book extensively. I mean, I don't even know where to start. Let's look at the really big one, Sandokan, which is iconic, and you know, to, uh, made you a huge star in Italy and Europe. How did you pick up Italian, by the way, for all that? I mean, you, you didn't know the language, did you? <clears throat> no, I didn't. I didn't. Um, in fact, um, I, I, I learned it uh, on the go. Um, and actually, the way it worked out, the Sandokan series that made me this mega star in Europe, um, I, I was acting in Bollywood at the time. And the Italians came into town, and we had a meeting. And one thing led to another. And they asked me to fly to Italy at my own expense to do an audition. Wow. But I saw the I saw the opportunity and I, I, I didn't make a fuss of it. I didn't think I'm an established actor. How dare they? I went and I nailed the role and the rest is history. Strangely enough, because it was a co-production between Italy, Germany and uh, France, uh, the one language the three European countries can agree, agree on was English. So actually that series was shot in English and then dubbed into Italian, French, German, Spanish, whatever languages across Europe. So I lucked out on the first one. But after that, I had to uh, learn how to act in Italian as well. Um, and of course, I did it because uh, the Italians have been so good to me. Piacere, grazie per avermi invitato. I'm trying to remember some <laughs> lines from a play. I don't know if that made any sense. <laughs> <laughs> from your, Thank from you your for having invited me, you just said. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> There you go. Not bad. Maybe I'll get to Sandokan's junior or some... Sandokan retired on a beach. I'll bet that in mind. There could be the next Sandokan, you know. Hello. 
you don't know you play sandokan i'll play the avatar of him in a, you know when he's something else he's really old or really you know something's happened to him uh, he's been caught with an offshore account and you know I, i'm putting it back into indian context because that's what's happening But right you know, now interesting you mentioned this because actually after over 35 years they've decided to remake the sandokan series with a new actor new technology etc which thrills me greatly because i've always said sandokan deserved the latest technology and finally they're doing it because this series has remained in the minds of every italian i'm a household word in italy grandmothers to grandchildren know me and 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 this is the kind of adulation i get so they realized that it was time for a new sandokan to come just keep like the marvel comics do they keep making new avatars of the old shows then remaking sandokan and with a turkish actor called uh, kan yaman But but then they'd get you back as a uh, in a special no, no, no. guest appearance, like they no, do in uh, no. many of the others. Django, for example, with Jamie Fox had Franco Nero coming back. Uh, you know yeah. the original guy. Uh, I love those Robert Mitchum mm. in Cape Fear, if I remember correctly. When Robert De Niro plays it, uh, he comes mm. in. He played the original bad guy in Cape Fear, the first uh, version of it. God, no, we right. must insist, Kabir. But let's let's quickly talk um, about so many things. Right to the This bold and the beautiful, but we'll have to wait for some changes in uh, uh, in in charge here. We're working on different things. It's not easy, you know. <laughs> We're doing our bit. Uh, bold and the beautiful, which was apparently the biggest ever, uh, you know, soap opera. Again, I remember running throughout my school and college career. Uh, you were on that. You're not even mentioning the Hindi films you've done, which is, you know, there are so many of them. Um, you've continued working bold. in. Yeah, sorry. Bold, uh, bold and beautiful, uh, to be. Correct was um, uh, the second most watched television show ever, after Baywatch, and you know why that was. Uh, but really, it was shown in one hundred and forty-three countries, a billion people, audience of billion people, and I was there for over a year, so almost a year. So um, yeah, um, Bold and Beautiful certainly was a very, very important in getting me a worldwide fan base. And one of my big shows in America. It's an awkward thing to ask you, so I'm not going to ask you to even answer this. But I think that you were celebrated more abroad than you were celebrated in India, in spite of the fact that you have a huge body of work in India as well. Now I don't know whether that's a coincidence or you know. It's a, no, it's, it's not coincidence. It's not coincidence. It's a it, it's a fact because, um, firstly, I wasn't here for about thirty years. I spent thirty years my prime years abroad. In America, in England, in in Italy, so I couldn't really do uh, that many films in that time because I was I was I was I was abroad. Uh, in the middle of it all, I was called back to do Kunbari Man, which is my biggest uh, Bollywood hit. But my career basically has been abroad, so there's no um, surprise that that people know me uh, for those things more than my Bollywood films, and that's one of the reasons I wrote my book. People should understand what career I have. Why, uh, what successes I've had, and also what huge setbacks I've had, and what a amazingly adventurous journey that I've had through these three continents and three film industries, from Bollywood to Hollywood and Europe. That's part of my uh, journey, and that's why one of the reasons I wrote the book because it's important for people to know what what happened, and not just happened in terms of events and achievements and awards, but also the the the. the Emotional setbacks, the emotional journey of an actor. What does it feel like to be an actor in these situations? How do you deal with success? How do you deal with failure? How do you deal with obstacles? All that's the reasons that I wrote this book. 
Okay, Kabir, now that we mentioned the book, you've segued into it. Let's go, because that's why we're here about anything else. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, the book. Tell, tell us why you decided to write the book exactly. Is that that point in your life where you want to recount what happened? Or uh, did somebody say, come on, Kabir, let's hear the whole story? Because I remember whenever we've had you... Uh, We've had you in a corner and we've had a few drinks in our hands. I've always tried to ask you all kinds of ridiculous questions about your career. And you've always been nice enough to answer them as long as I, you know, brought the uh, required drink for you in time, every single time. Um, so is it that a lot of people want to know, Kabi, tell us what happened here, what happened there. So you get a lot of that. And you say, I put my story together and maybe it'll you know interest a lot of people. I had that from a lot of people. I had publishers along the way ask me to write my autobiographies. And I always said, I will, but I don't want deadlines. I don't want advances. I don't feel obligated. Um, and I thought about it for the last 20 years. About 10 years ago, I started seriously thinking about it, made various notes and attempts, failed. Uh, failed because I wrote 40, 50 pages, and I said, this book is boring me. My own book is boring me. I, I know I've got a great story. Why can't I tell it in an interesting way? What way would make it interesting, entertaining, involving, unputdownable? Six! <laughs> Uh, that too, that too. <laughs> Every nine pages, just put in <laughs> a real story. There's no shortage of that in my life. But uh, there's um, the, 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 the question of style and the way of, of, of structuring the book. And finally, I got, got that. And once I was clear on that, I sat down and I wrote it in a, in a fevered passion because I did want to tell it um, for myself, for my family, for my friends. In fact, Many friends have come to me after I wrote this book and said, Kabir, we've known you for 10, 15, 20 years. We never knew so many things about you. That's what I wanted. I wanted people to know things about Because yeah, no, nobody's seen all my films. People in Bollywood seen my Bollywood films. People in Europe seen my European films. Americans seen my American films. Some things went global, like the Bond film or Bold and Beautiful, that sort of seen globally. Nobody's seen the whole body of my work. So it's important, whether they can see it or not, to tell what I did and to share that and also to share what it is to be a stranger in a strange land, to be an Indian actor on foreign, in foreign countries, making his way through the um, uncharted forest of the film industry in each country. And that's all part of my story. So here's the big question then, when you have your famous personality like yourself, uh, does one, when you write this, does one keep it as politically correct as possible? I can't believe you would because, you know, you've always just done your thing on your own terms. Um, but the tendency to do that is also there because the fun, as you mentioned, is going to be, if you're going to tell us the stories, as your friend said, oh, I didn't know this happened. I can't believe this, uh, this thing that I read about you after knowing you for 40 years. So have you really, you know, opened up and... Uh, and I, mean, yeah. I just don't mean the obviously the sex capades and the ladies and all that, but more than that, you know, issues with other people, uh, fights on a set, uh, you know, dealing with strange people, being in awkward situations. Is all that in the book? <clears throat> I have talked uh, very openly and in great depth about the relationships that people um, knew me for and that people have a legitimate interest in, in knowing. And I have done that in a, in a very emotional way, a very detailed way. I've said things that people would normally keep hidden. So there's lots to discover in that. And um, and I feel I've written it in a way where I actually take them on the emotional journey through those relationships um, with highly cinematic, cinematic scenes. It's almost you are, as though you're watching this relationship unfold before your eyes. 
And that was a challenge I set myself to tell the truth as I saw it, to tell my truth, because um, books have been written about other people, but nobody told my story. And I didn't really put any filters on those um, relationships. I told them like they were. And I think there's a beauty to it, a poignancy to it. There's no malice. There's no desire to needlessly run anybody down. But there's equally a need to speak of things as they happened, really, truly, honestly, frankly. Hey folks, hope you enjoyed that. Cyrus Rewinds every Wednesday and Thursday. And possibly other days, but for now Wednesday and Thursday. Also, do listen to the full episodes, yaar. You can find me at Cyrus Says on YouTube and I've been told that I'm also available on all the major audio streaming platforms. So stay tuned. Aray, it's time for my dog walk. Ah, uh, Peter, 